right. Welcome back to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans. This week, we are talking about the book, Life is Hard, How Philosophy Can Help Us Find Our Way, our monthly book review. This month, we are reviewing this book by Kieran Setia. I first heard of this book referenced on a podcast, though I can't recall which one now, and I added it to my reading list. And it has risen up to the top of my list, especially given so many things going on right now. I've been having many conversations with friends and former coworkers about the recent layoffs happening around the technology industry, especially, which have impacted many of us, myself included. In the grand scheme of life, being laid off from a job is far from the hardest thing many of us will face but it is still emotionally difficult and like any major life event can cause significant stress to us and those around us. So that's the background to this month's book review. Whether you've been impacted by recent layoffs, have experienced other major life events, or just want a lens for greater empathy, go ahead and listen on to this month's book review. So an overview Setia is a professor of philosophy at MIT. He draws upon many philosophical concepts, both ancient and modern, as he tackles the complexity of life and happiness in Life is Hard. But this book isn't about happiness, nor is it a self-help book, as the author says up front. It is about acknowledging the reality of life and living well within that reality, within the constraints that we're given, which can be difficult. Because as the title states, life is hard. So how can we live well? So some key ideas from this book that I took away. First up, on failure. So the chapter on failure was the most impactful for me. It's so easy to feel like a failure, especially when something you dedicate so much time and effort to doesn't work out. I know I felt that way. So how do we deal with failure? As life is hard states, We all experience failure, both large and small, but it's impossible to narrow in on a single event or cause of failure. The foundational myth of failure is that it's our own fault. The chaos of life reminds us that our control over events is never absolute. As much as we'd like to pretend we have control over events or can turn the tides of life at our whim, so much of it, so much of life is out of our control. I see this in my life. As I replace so many previous mistakes or failures, I wonder what what I did or what I didn't do. I often lose sight of all the complex events surrounding me, from the other people with their own motives, to the circumstances of companies and economies, to just plain time and luck, whether it's good or bad. We also like to think of our lives in a narrative form. When the story we've crafted about ourselves isn't a perfect narrative arc, from beginning to the next good thing to the next good thing, we feel like we've failed when it doesn't follow that storyline or follow that arc that we have in our mind. So what can we do? First, according to the book, we need to stop branding people and especially ourselves and projects as failures. We are not failures. To call any life a failure or a success is to miss the infinite granularity of life. Second, We need to differentiate between projects to complete, which the book calls telic work, and projects we'll never complete, 
which the book refers to as atelic. By treating ourselves and our lives as atelic, rather than a series of projects to complete, we can focus on the process rather than the completion of it. And, and that's, of course, a concept that we talk a lot about in this newsletter and on this podcast, which, which I definitely love and appreciate. And finally, we need to separate wealth and financial success from moral worth. This is certainly easier said than done since our society for hundreds of years has equated success with superior character rather than luck. And we viewed people as either winners or losers based on their success. Their success. So ultimately, the road is too long to define anyone as a success or failure. And the process is more important than any individual project that we do. You, that can be really hard when we feel like we're failing at any given time. But I know it's a helpful thing for me to think about. So that's the first thing. And then empathy is another key thing that I took away from the, the book. The book begins by relating the author's own story of chronic ailment. He tells us that you never forget the first time that a doctor gives up which I can definitely relate to as well. I've seen how quickly we reach the edge of our medical knowledge and how little modern medicine can really do for us and how little we really know. If you've experienced anything beyond a normal sickness or had a loved one experience anything, you've probably seen this as well. We reach the edge of our knowledge and our understanding so, so quickly. All of us have malfunctioning bodies. It's part of the difficulty of life. Some of us have more malfunctions than others. Our malfunctions can also change over time, especially as we get older. But they can take many forms, some visible, some invisible. Understanding that, understanding that we are all suffering in some way, physically, mentally, emotionally, can help us be far more empathetic. Which leads into the, the third thing, on making things better. Because we can go beyond empathy. It's easy to think that any disability or malfunction in our body necessarily detracts from our quality of life, but it doesn't have to be that way. As product people, which we've primarily been focused on, many of us are responsible for understanding and designing the products and experiences that so many of us use. Too often, our products and even our societal structures don't accommodate anything less than the ideal. But as we create products, and experiences and structures, we can do far better at understanding that no one is living an ideal state. And we need to do better at designing within our own spheres to make those experiences better. The book also discusses the idea of the ideal life, especially as defined by Aristotle and ancient Greek philosophers. They would suggest that anything that detracts from the ideal life is bad. So a disability or a bodily malfunction necessarily detracts from life because that life is no longer ideal, the ideal that they had, because it no longer holds all of the things that an ideal life would have. But again, that doesn't have to be the case. The book argues that no one can live the ideal life. So anything that is different than the ideal doesn't necessarily have to detract as long as we can appropriately accommodate it which is where so much of our work as product managers and design and designers uh, comes into play. But that doesn't just have to stop with uh, product managers, designers, um, software engineers. 
can go for anybody creating experiences, uh, designing structures, uh, designing things in our society. Uh, it doesn't have to be that everything is designed or made for the ideal. Additionally, the author argues we can make a difference more broadly in society by joining with others. He, he says that a protest may not change the world, but it adds its fraction to the odds of change, which I thought was really great. Whether it's advocating for more accessibility in design, better representation in organizations, or any other just cause, we can help make steps in the right direction, even if they're only fractional steps. So we can help make things better, even if it's only little by little. So wrapping this up, the book Life is Hard by Kieran Setia is a good exploration of living well. It does focus too much at times on current events, in my opinion, rather than some of the long-lived principles, but it is a good exploration of the meaning of living well. Finding meaning in life, finding our purpose or significance can vary from person to person. The fact that we exist at all is almost an absurdity, as the book points out, but there is still value in everyday things that we do, even if only for themselves. Life is incredibly hard. We can only choose to live well within the constraints that we have. Often those will be less than the ideal that many would envision. But as we shift our mindset away from the idea of ourselves as failures, as projects that need completion, as people who need to be perfect, we can progress, empathize with each other, and create meaningful lives. So that is our exploration of the book Life is Hard, How Philosophy Can Help Us Find Our Way. Of course, there is a lot more in that book and explores a lot more of the difficulties of life uh, beyond just failure and ailment and some of these other things. It goes quite a bit deeper. So definitely check that out. If you think life is hard and want to explore that a little bit more, you can, of course, find more at productthinking.cc. If you haven't subscribed to the newsletter yet, definitely check that out, the free or the paid version. You can, of course, uh, follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Product Thinking, just one T in the middle, and TikTok as well, at Product Thinking, just one T in the middle again. And follow me in both those places, at Kyle Larry Evans. And as always... Uh, keep questioning those assumptions and we will talk again next time. 